ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. It's your boy Cash, aka Exec P, one half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast team. This week, I'm holding it down for my man, Mr. Prez. Stay safe, man. You know, like I said, man, he's taking some time off just to get his head straight. Just went through a, a, a pretty scary ordeal at the at the uh, airport at Atlanta. But hey, my man is good and everything's good with him. He just got back to the house. So he's relaxing with the family, just taking everything in and appreciating life. So, uh, you know, he'll he'll be back when he can get back. So with that said, happy holidays. This is the episode after the holidays. So I got a really dope guest, man. I, I love discovering new artists that have a message, but also not so serious. Also, you know, just just speaking their truth to power and, and I'm invested in who they are. Our next guest is from Yorktown, Virginia. He's a really dope artist. He has a few projects out and we're going to get into his most latest project, Ronnie Do Good. Welcome to the couch, man. Yeah, yo, thank you guys for having me, man. I'm super excited, man. Um, I appreciate all the kind words so far that really kind of like kind of like hit home, kind of like just, you know, speaking my truth and trying to have as much fun and be lighthearted at the same time. It's like, for sure, man, I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we need that space, right? I mean, I, I I love what I love and you you probably like a certain type of music, but at the end of the day, shit should just be jamming and it should make you enjoy whatever you do in, in life at the time. So, so far, so good, man. So far, so good with that. So, I mean, the project we're here to talk about is Do Good Part 2. We have Part 1, but we'll we'll get into all that. I just want you to kind of just let the people know. I mean, I already said where you're from, but just give give us a little bit more. Where you from, who who you are, how you, you know, kind of got your start in music. Well, I'm Ronnie Duga, man. I went to high school in Yorktown, Virginia, but like I'm a I'm a military child and I I grew up all over the world. Um I lived in Hawaii then for like first few years of elementary school, then moved to Germany and then kind of ended up finishing up high school in, in uh, Yorktown, Virginia. And I had an older brother that really had a great musical taste and was always exploring. And he's a very talented, fine artist. So like I've always had like a great, what I consider a great influence and like something that kind of like shaped what like I was listening to and I was always following what he did. Um, so coming up, I remember like, Back in the day, they had like free music videos on on demand. So this must have been like 2003. I was watching like 50 Cent music videos, found Nas for the first time with his Street Disciples music video. That's still to this day my favorite Nas song. Um, But yeah, man, I started rapping in like seventh grade. So that's really where I started making music and expressing myself over like beats and stuff. And and then kind of just did it throughout high school and then when I was around 18 I was doing talent shows and stuff in high school but I wasn't really writing my own music but then I kind of was like nah let me like start to like really express myself and I just felt that urge man and I think I was super inspired and drawn to it at that time it was like Mac Miller, Isaiah Rashad, Chance the Rapper those guys were really coming out at that time and like really like having like something to say, but also like you said, like doing it in their own way and keeping it fun at the same time. And I think that was kind of like what drew me drew me to this direction. So you mentioned being a, a military brat, and, and anybody that knows that listen to our podcast know that 
myself and Prez have served over 40 years collectively and counting. Yeah, that's amazing. In the military, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. And appreciate your father's service uh, as well, man. Coast Guard, you, pro- you guys probably had a lot of awesome assignments. You said Hawaii. Yeah, man. It was Hawaii, then Germany, back to back, too. So it was polar opposites. It was a crazy thing to just go through as a kid. It was awesome. Like being able to learn how to surf and then get into the chance to like snowboard in the Alps. Like that shit was wild. Crazy. For sure, man. But one of the cities that you grew up in, man, speaking of like we were talking before we started the podcast, Stuttgart, Germany, it has a lot of um, hip hop elements to it. And overseas, as you know, man, I and you probably were younger when you were here, but I'll, I'll just say for the people out there listening, like sometimes it feels like the people overseas have a better appreciation for music, especially American uh, rap music than even people, you know, in the States. So how did you uh, get a hold of hip hop and just really engulf yourself in the music while you were kind of coming up in your formative years over in uh, Germany and, and Hawaii? Um, I, I The Internet existed at that time, man. So. It, that that's that definitely really made everything a lot easier. YouTube was just getting its thing going. Uh, MySpace was like really going on when I lived in when I lived in Germany. Or at least that was where my attention was sent. And then we had like LimeWire, so you could really find any song you liked on YouTube, and then just look it up on LimeWire and get any project that you wanted. So you were really like, and if even if you didn't have the bread to buy the CD, you could still like finesse and. So that really kind of like was how I was able to find so much. I think um, I think now like like Europe really goes crazy and hard for like boom bap hip hop, which is super dope. So I think like I think it just always kind of like centered in there somehow. Like in Germany, like my brother, like I said, was like a fine artist, but he really got into graffiti in Germany because you walk around in Germany and just about like every highway on the Autobahn, like are on the underpasses are, are tagged up and like you, and because Germany is in the European union, you can drive around from country to country and you could take trains from country to country. So effortlessly that you might be in France and you might see the same graffiti artist putting up something in in Berlin or in Munich or in Rome and like it, it got that in deep and so as my brother started to look into graffiti and stuff we kind of found ourselves in the New York graffiti scene and he was like looking into that stuff and I think that kind of led more into me finding like early 90s hip-hop and like the far side freaking uh tripod quest Wu-Tang Biggie Biggie's my favorite rapper of all time, I think. Um, oh, we we could stop the podcast right now. That, that's, that's, that's all I need. Yeah. That's all I need. That's all I need to hear you say. That's all I need to hear you say. But no, nah, no, nah, continue on. So, yeah. So, like, that's kind of like that pushed me towards like being like a super just stand, being in love with this kind of with the rap shit. And um, and then like RZA is probably one of my favorite producers of all time. So. That's kind of, I don't know, that just kind of like really influenced me, I guess, and looking back on it. And I never I never really was able to put that those kind of things together until this morning when we were talking about it. Like, I think it was just like a slick, like a stoned epiphany. Like, 
Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's just the beauty of the co- beauty of conversation and talking to people in uh, in places where we've all been before. Like you said, I've I've lived out there, and you're living out there now. So I was really able to reflect and feel positive about it. Sure, man. It's it's crazy. I, I don't want to speed because I got a lot of questions about just your 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 production, what you like as far as production, who you like as far as rappers and, and all that. But one thing you didn't mention about yourself, man, is I mean, you got the cardigan on here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we mentioned some we ain't mentioned sports yet. We talked about some sports in the background, but you you played college golf is that is that true? yeah is that something I that you did do that around the time that i started rapping was around the time that i started getting seriously into golf too and like my dad my dad played quarterback at the coast guard academy and when he started to like you know just be out and about after that and serving uh he got super into golf and so i ended up just kind of catching that love with him and my mom's dad played a lot of golf and so i i I was able to like play a lot of golf. And so, yeah, man, just loved golf and rapping. And, and at first I wanted to be like Tiger Woods. <laughs> what a combination. I know. And, what a and combination. Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. And, and so, and I was a lefty too. So I just would play golf and like write raps in my little composition notebooks. And I, I, I had a hard golf addiction, like I still do. And I got, I took a step away from the game for like two years for a minute, uh, like towards like the, like three years ago, but I've been getting back into it now. And, but yeah, I played a uh, division one golf up in New Jersey at the school called Fairleigh Dickinson. And then I transferred down to Charlotte and then I live in Atlanta now. So, and then after I graduated in Charlotte, I moved to Atlanta and kind of was getting into the music scenes from Charlotte and Atlanta and boom shakalaka. <laughs> yeah, man. So are you the reason for our mutual homie Keenan Rush golf swing? I, are you are you working on his golf swing? Because I'm I'm looking at it when he posts it's it's getting there. It's it's, it's not quite where it needs it's to be, not, y'all, but are you are you helping him out? Uh we be going to the range, man. I I be giving him some pointers here and there, but he's uh I will say his swing is solid and I think it's got a lot of potential and like Keenan is a ex college athlete too, so there's a lot of like just pure talent in there and, and athleticism and hand eye coordination and it's it's really already there. It's just the repetition at this point and making sure we get out there a couple times a week and just and just you know get outside one because we're we're rappers and in the studio all day and night and so we really need to be outside and soak in some sunshine just to kind of get have balance and that's that's really really the main thing. But yeah, Keen, I love playing golf with Keenan, man. Keenan's my guy, man. It's always fun. Yeah, man. I, I love to see his glow up. Uh, shout out to him. I got I got to reach out, man, because he's dropped several projects and and we've had him on. Like, I think he was probably one of our very first guests once we started to say, like, we want to uh-huh. start interviewing artists, you know. Um, but yeah, we got to get him back on because he's grown so much musically over the, the last couple of months. So yes. I'll definitely reach out for sure. But yes. but I also got some some questions for uh, you in in regards to you guys song together on uh, Do Good Part 2. But okay. I don't want to speed. I want to stay right here in terms of going. Well, I want to double back to your talent shows because I, I got questions. Mm-hmm. I got questions. Did you say you perform your own songs or did you perform songs of uh, rappers that you that you 
looked up to? Well, rappers that I looked up to, I think uh, at the time we were just kind of just me. I had like a partner that I was rapping with. His name is uh, Parker, Parco Green. He still raps. He lives up in Richmond. And that's like my best friend growing up in high school and went through a lot with that man. But we would like we probably would. I think one year we opened. we would do these like 10 minute sets and we would open up and like every year it would be different from freshman year through senior year. But like I think we did songs like uh Buzzin', the uh who's that by? Uh it's the Men I Feel Like Money. It's a DJ Buster beat, but uh uh I'ma look it up. Hold on. Can't believe I'm blanking on this right now. But then we would do like Yonkers too. Yeah, it was like a cool song in the moment. It was a fun beat. I'm trying to think what else we did. There was so many, man. It was too really it's really hard to keep up with. But I think it was always kind of like the mainstream. We we really stuck to like mainstream rap songs at that time. So that must have been that was like around the time Yonkers had dropped. So like anything really that was charting around 2010, 2011, 2012, that was really what we were doing on and that and it really worked well. Like people loved it. Like they they knew the songs already. They they recognized them and then they were able to kind of like see us do our own thing on them, which is why I kind of do those freestyles now, man. Like, but now on my Instagram, I'm, I'm a little bit more, I'm getting my taste off a little bit more. Like I was just a kid back then, didn't really know what I was doing, but but now I get to like kind of flex and like kind of be like, Oh yeah, this record I really like, but they don't know that, but they're going to know I do now with like the E blow your mind and um, some other ones. Like Mathematics by uh, Most Def. That's probably one of my favorite songs ever. Do you feel like you got an advantage music-wise because just people wouldn't see it from you as far as just, it just seems like you're being yourself. Like, honestly, man, I was watching the video, right, for your um, Stop Playing With Me, right? Yeah. And um, it was, I'm watching it and I'm like, it just looks like you guys are having a lot, a lot of fun. And you produced and directed it, correct? Uh, yeah, uh, my my man Ray Mark, he's a talented artist and creative, and that's really what I love about most of my friends and stuff is that we're all uh, self dependent and can do a lot ourse- ourselves. But when we get together, it just becomes this like thing. And so Ray helped me shoot it, and uh, I kind of we just kind of went out, picked locations, and and gathered a general consensus and. You know, I edited and put it together and I produced the track with my boy Jezreel. And so I think it just like the vibe was just there. And yeah. Rather short temper, I smoke to feel better. I dig up the treasure, I round up the bars and then raise up the measure. My first name is great as my last name is Ever. Young Colonel Defender, Gallagher Rocket, she brought the joystick, grabbing coins in my pocket. She just playing with me, I told her to stop it. I killed the whole game, I'm the only one. Stop fucking playing with me. Heard the whole game. No, this is the question Did you produce those dance moves? We, were those, were those your, I, that was in the moment. That your, was in the moment, man. I've been, I've been, I've been just trying to, you know, just enjoy the vibe more lately. I was at my friend's release party last a uh, couple nights ago, and I was just dancing to just about every song that played, and there was really no one dancing. And, but I just, 
I just felt the need to it. And so those were just kind of what came out, came out in the moment. I didn't really, I didn't really plan it. No. And I got to say, man, it felt like you were having a blast. So it, it, it yes. came off. It came off the right way. Like, look, I can't dance either, man. I, you know, I got two left feet, but exactly. If I'm, if I'm having a good time, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do my thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what anybody, anybody thinks about, about the moves, man. So that's, Again, one of those unique qualities in terms of just letting that shit all hang out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what I got from listening to that. Then seeing the visual it made me like the song a, a lot more, a lot more just because you were being yourself. Hey, man, I really appreciate that because that's like definitely the goal. That was definitely the goal. And we just went out there and we're like, let's try and just find some cool, like visually enticing things. And just be ourselves in there together and and bring them to this like world of where people need to stop playing with us and but not like in a negative way and so yeah i appreciate it man because that was definitely like what i was going for so uh, you you feel like people don't take what you're doing seriously in terms of just your craft or is it just you just talking your shit like it's a don't fucking play with me because I really could do this shit. Yeah, it's a it's like definitely that like bo- in both ways. Like it's like a self validating song. Like you know, telling myself and a reminder that like I can really do this. Like and I don't need anybody else's approval to do it. And so that's kind of that was kind of like one thing about it. And then it's just kind of like. It's like the the term stop playing with me is like a it's like an idiom being used right now. And so as it kind of like it just felt cool and fun to say and like just to put my own twist on it was like, yeah. And then it's like on this like like Latin jazz kind of like sample that like really just kind of gives it its own little kind of bop to it that isn't really going on now either, but still feels fun. Yeah, shit is, is is super vibey, and I love my boom bap shit. I love my lyrics. I love my bang bang shoot 'em up shit. Just like I'm, I'm from New York. I'm, yeah, you know, late eight, I'm '80s baby. Grew up on you know Rockefeller, Wu Tang, Bad Boy, uh-huh. Murder Inc., uh, Duck Down, like all those different type of historic Def Jam. I mean, historic record labels. You know, LL. Just I, I came I was fortunate enough to come up in that era. So I like that stuff. But I also like the softer part, not softer, but I would say like the more fun part of hip hop. too. Uh-huh. I like the Will Smiths. I like the LL Cool J's for all the shit he gets. I like the Ja Rule records that he gets shit. for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I like those things. And it's OK to say that. You know what I'm saying is we got to have balance. We got to have balance in our records. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't feel like. You should necessarily do one thing or another. Like some days, Monday, I may want to listen to Keenan. Tuesday, I may want to listen to Ron. Exactly. And that's the great thing about music. Mm-hmm. You, you should have options. Or you can listen to Talk Your Shit and, and hear him on the same track. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you can listen to both of you guys on the same track. But um, I'm going to get into those because that track is one of my favorite tracks off the most uh, latest EP. I want to get into some production nerd stuff because you you said something that resonated with me uh-huh. uh, recently. And, and if people listen, they know I've been trying to dive into um, production mixing and, and possibly getting back into music. I don't know. I may rap again. I don't mm-hmm. know. But anyway, 
That's not that's not the point. The point is I bought a bunch of gear and said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. You spent time in Charlotte, Atlanta the last couple of years just kind of doing your thing production wise. Mm. And so how did that come to be? And and what is your, I guess, gear of choice right now? What are you utilizing to make your music? Um, My production, like, I guess, tail as a creative kind of. It took a little longer. I, I was like r- rapping in college and making music and going to like a little engineer, seeing like a, not a little engineer, like, but just like we, you know, just we were all young in the game and coming up. And this dude had a little small makeshift studio that was super efficient and quality. And, and I would go see him like record like me and my friend and Pro Tools. And I was like, dang, like if I could learn this. I'm really going, I'm really taking it the next level. So then in Charlotte, I started to do that. And I would like, I went to this like studio and that like basically let me like sit in and watch them record. And then because they were needing engineers and they were needing help. So, and they had this smaller B room too. And so eventually that kind of just led to me being able to like me taking sessions from, for them recording their clients and then i would like have the key to the building and i could like record myself and rap in the studio and and be there all hours of the night and then that was in charlotte when i graduated i moved to atlanta and started interning at another studio and really kind of just redid the thing all over again and but in charlotte too my one of the owner of that studio he gave me fl and so I started like producing and like writing to my own pr- production in F on my production in FL. And I used to go by the rapper named Dysfunctional Ron. And, and so like one of the first projects as Dysfunctional Ron is called Rain Sounds. And uh, like half of those beats on there are stuff that I like produced myself and was just getting into that. But then like, you know, as I moved to Atlanta, kind of like, was getting more tuned with my taste and how to make what I wanted and kind of saw people working and chopping samples in Ableton. And then ever since then, I've just been an Ableton cat. And uh, that's really the, that's really all I've needed to have since that man. Ableton is crazy. Um, and it, for me, for me being like tr- real, me already knowing so much about Pro Tools, the Ableton, production side of it it's like very similar and linear to me so it it really just works like it makes a lot of sense and i like how i I can manipulate things and have like a similar pro tools flow but being making beats and being a little more efficient because on pro tools you can't the midi part of pro tools isn't as like efficient there's a a couple extra steps you got to take here and there when you're like trying to get a sound up or stuff and like you can really commit things a lot faster and save your computer's like screen usage or, or like it's ram and and ableton compared to pro tools when you're doing that um so i like cook up in ableton record myself in pro tools edit the videos and final cut you know what i'm saying yeah that, that's where i'm at right now i got a different different flow I do our videos in Adobe Premiere 
Uh-huh. And then I'll do I'll do the, our recordings and stuff like that and logic. Mm-hmm. But right now, I may I'm I'm debating on whether I want to switch to Ableton because I got an MPC and an Alteria keyboard okay. recently, and then I was uh, like, ah, I I got I, I got Ableton Lite. I want to try it out, but I don't want to put too much more on a computer. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of I'm in the I'm in the market for maybe a new DAW. I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna switch all together because you know that changes your efficiency i will say together but i'm th- i'm thinking about it they're all all the daws are so crazy and fa and and logic's stock sounds are phenomenal and really you can accomplish like anything the same exact way in any daw just about and so if you're comfortable in one thing just ride with that and maybe like if you're not maybe comfortable with the sound, it's like maybe invest in some more plugins instead of like switching the DAW. But if you're trying to want something new, then try something new. And Ableton really is, it's that, it's him. It's him. Ableton is him. Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it. I got, I got a light version I could try out that yeah, came with my with the Ar- Apollo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the Arteria, sorry. It came with the, the key lab. Uh, 61. So you know, I'm fig- figuring it out, but I'm, I'm going to try it, see, see how it sounds, see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as production goes um, with your music, do you see yourself utilizing your production more or do you like to go out and just kind of network and work with other people a lot more? I like to do both. I like I don't like to wait on anyone and. And I so you possessive <laughs> a little bit, but I I love community. I love community, but like mm-hmm. if I'm list like my production is more for like the love of it, and like I give more of my production away than I tend to rap on myself, and maybe because I'm still like I'm I'm not like like I've been rapping since like writing rap since I was thirteen. So that's like 13 years coming up in January. I've really only been producing since since I was like 22. So that's such less time. So I'm so much more not comfortable and I, I'm super critical and like I can't get out of my own way. And it's like when I and I love like my writing process as far as a rapper is when the beat is getting cooked up, I'm usually there and kind of getting my ideas in the moment for the most part. And so sometimes if I'm not, if I'm super locked in, I'm making the beat, I get a little bit like, I've just get fatigued on it. And then I decide that I'm just not going to rap on it. And I would rather hear something fresh and come up with something immediately on the, on the, uh, on the dot. But most of the, but that being said, most of the time when I do rap on my own beats, it's either right then and there, or if not, it'll be like almost like six months later. Like I'll have to forget about it and I'll just be clicking it. And I'll probably have had like my favorite drink right now, like is a Celsius. It's like these fit energy drinks. <laughs> like that, that shit is like crack, man. So if I'm drinking a Celsius, I'm yeah. drinking a Celsius and like vibing out, playing some beats and just hanging out, shooting the shit with friends. Like, and playing beats and then boom, catch a vibe, start freestyling and then probably just write something off of that and make a little song real quick. 
You know what I mean? I like both. Yeah, I told I told I totally understand. I totally understand because it's like you're juggling so many hats because as a as a I would say like a one trick pony, you got the production, you got the rapping, and then at, at times when you want to just hear it sound almost studio quality or master like uh-huh. you're doing that too, the mixing and mastering. So yeah. You're wearing like four or five different hats at once. And that's that's a lot to ask for. Sometimes you want to be like the rapper. You just want to walk in there, be creative, Mm -hmm. fuck with your flows, do your thing, lay it down, walk away from it, and then let the engineer and the producer do their thing around it. And then you move on. You know what I'm saying? So I I I totally get get what you're you're, uh, saying in terms of just, you know, just your own production, your biggest critic, especially with something being pretty new to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the definitely. One, one question I wanted to to um, ask you, though, it was it was in regards to just your, um, you said something on Do Good Part 1. I know we're here for Do Good Part 2, but you said something um, all, in one of your songs. All questions relating to Do Good are 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 for sure. So that's, that's all good. Yeah, so you talk about being in your, your own head a lot. And and me and, and me and Prez, we we talk about that as we talk about marketing and all these different type of things we're trying to do to to make the podcast grow. But um, you talked about that in one of your songs, and I wish I would have wrote that down. But like, how how do you get out of that that funk of being in your head and that that clouded judgment of yourself at times, especially being wanting to be in this music space how do you do that how do you navigate those lanes it's like a never-ending challenge i think um it's for me at least um it's a lot of like expression is a great release for that so making music and stuff and and really doing and besides that doing anything that makes me feel a little bit more alive like uh, making sure, like, I took a break from golf for a minute after during at the end of college and towards my first few years being in Atlanta. Um, but getting back in touch with that has been super amazing for me. Um, and also, like, I've been t- recently making a hard commitment to like I've been running two and a half miles uh, a day, like six times a week, and going to the gym like six days a week. Um, so like getting my blood pumping and like feeling alive, like that's just like, that's like, it's a subtle reminder, but like those kind of things just like, you know, it, it clears me up to like be able to not have to stress out about not, not be too, honestly, just being too sore to like stress about something (laughs) from being in the gym. And then like, just like your my mind is from there is charged up and ready to rumble and I can just like make music but it's like it's a everyday thing honestly though um it's never like I'm sure you guys would attest to that like it's never uh if uh, if it's not one thing it's for sure another and that's just the flaw of the human condition and never being able to be satisfied so like um right it, yeah, it's always gonna be something, right? Exactly. It's always gonna be something. As soon as as soon as I dwell on the shit that I'm going through in present moment, mm-hmm. there's some mm-hmm. other shit that's happening over here and that I have to handle. So it's so many fires that I gotta put out. I've developed a a, a not give a fuck attitude 
about things like, or it's going to get done when it gets done. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Or I'm going to, I'm going to make beats when I make beats. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, I'm going to put this episode out when I put this episode out. I'm going to get this mm-hmm. artist on the podcast. Like juggling so many hats, you can't be everything to everybody and even to yourself. You know what I mean? You put yourself mm-hmm. on time constraints that are just trivial. Yeah. It, it, it makes no sense. Like you, you can't get all the different things in your head out. So you just got to work at your own pace and just be steadfast in your approach that the consistency and how you approach things is ultimately exactly. going to win out to whatever you ultimately want to be. Because like, and two, like grown, like we, we grew up and we had a routine of like going to school and doing things a certain way. And then like, you're a little bit like further on. And so like other, like your twenties were a lot different than your thirties and our teen years were a lot different than that. And so there's new things and new challenges that present itself. And you, uh, I'm really scared of being stagnant and like really scared of not growing. And you know what I mean? So like, I really just try and like, just make sure I'm doing that because that will, you know, that'll just bode well for the future, uh, at least far as mental health is concerned. Absolutely. I I wholeheartedly agree with you uh, with that. Like just if it feels good, do it. If it doesn't, don't. And that's simple advice, right? Yeah. (laughs) You know, but in all, go ahead. Uh, well, like, and also, like, I my first rap name, but no, it wasn't my first rap name. I'm not going to talk about my first rap name, but my, when come I, on, you got to give when us I, the first wh- rap. When name. I, you got to give us the first. When I started real first writing real song, songs, I was dysfunctional, Ron, and I don't know. It's after a certain point, it became like a nag to say it. it like, it felt like I was defining myself by negative characteristics, and so that kind of mm-hmm. led to the change in development of Ronnie Duguid. So, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't a search to try and grow and, and be malleable, then like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here. Ronnie Duguid giving Duguid part one and part two talking to cash. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, getting people, getting and, and people that's a great outlook. That's, that's great. That's a great outlook, man, because I say you, you get, you get a lot more with positive energy than the negative energy. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, you know, because you know, in in rap, you know, in, in hip hop, I'll just say from the stuff that I like to listen to, the the negative energy that you put out comes back to you tenfold. But it's not until you don't care about that stuff and you just want to, you know, you help people. It doesn't necessarily need to be seen, and, and you do things out the kindness of your heart. As far as the music and you follow your path, it'll ultimately get you to where you want to be. Like, look at you, what you were saying earlier, as far as the uh, the experiences that you had in Charlotte, you just happened to stumble upon a studio. You were sitting, watching, doing your due diligence. And then all of a sudden leverage that into being into the studio and being an engineer. You learned enough from Pro Tools mm-hmm. to apparently be able to do your own sessions. And mm-hmm. then those people were none the wiser that you were recording, that you weren't as experienced as the people that showed you. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're in Atlanta doing the same things. Now you have your home studio, you're around your people and your creatives. And yeah. all those experiences pretty much shape do good part one and two. Exactly. Definitely. So 
It it happens, and and it's definitely a good thing. But that's that's really where I, where I want to get to in some of these tracks and uh, do good parts. Yeah, let's do it. So, first one, blessings. Yes, cheat code. Cheat code has one of the most fire samples in there. Tell us a little bit about it. blessings. Is my favorite song on the EP. Uh, it's I made that one and I made uh, Stop Playing With Me as far as the production. I think I was just watching. I forget what I was doing. I might have been like cleaning the house one day. And I saw this like Earth, Wind and Fire live set on YouTube came on. And I just heard that part of devotion and i was like and i was just like damn and i really like uh i've been super into the the um earl sweatshirt navy blue kind of uh poetic like avant guardian kind of like style of new york and i know earl's from cali but like there's these artists from New York that I really feel like be pushing that sound and it's super dope. And they're, it's called, they're, he's called Mike and Medhane and, uh, Wiki. He's, they all have kind of have this like sound and it's just kind of, I don't know. It just, it's a little more provoking. And so I was just making that and I was really just kind of riffing on, on like just thinking about kind of my like just life a little bit and kind of like my comings and goings with religion and and kind of like just like recognizing that like even going through something hard is like gonna make you better I think that's kind of like what made me what 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 I guess I wrote about absolutely man yeah it's it's more my mom my mom has a lot of simple sayings and she always just too shall pass. I, I know I remember that in all of the shit that I ever have gone through in life. And I've I've kept that little mantra. So yeah. you know, kind of got those type of vibes from blessings because it was a it was a stark contrast between that and the first two songs. The first two songs was just you talking your shit, the bravado and, and, and you getting into that. But blessings was you getting into some of the things that you you actually care about the things that you actually deal with. And then I was like, okay, mm-hmm. he's able to hit this immediately. This is the EP. So you don't really have a lot of time for a first time listener to tell us who you are. Got four songs on here. There are four strong songs on here. Mm-hmm. There's also features on here. So you got a lot as, as a listener for me, I'm like, oh shit, he's, it's a lot he's combating here. You know what I mean? Because you got the features, you got to be, you have to own the moment in terms of the features that's on here mm-hmm. because it has to be Ronnie Duguid's EP. Yeah. In my, in my, you know, listening opinion and, and not I'm not sure. a critic, but I listen with critical ears, you know what I mean? Just as I'm listening to stuff after I get through the enjoyment uh, part of it. And, and again, you're getting to that, that, that point of where, okay, you're giving us a little bit of you and the sprinkles of, of what a full length album could possibly be. So, mm-hmm. I think Blessings was one of the strongest ones on there because the rest are, you can do those. You can tell you're you're comfortable, but I think expressing who you are um, 
you know, as as it goes, I'll go back to your talent shows because I, I remember you said it was something in, in which you, uh, I think you, Eminem was one of your, the talent show or somebody that you mimicked or the song, one of the first songs that you, you really started to mimic a, a style in terms of just formatting raps mm-hmm. and then and writing them down. So, you know, blessings, if you could do more blessings going forward, like I think people would definitely buy into you especially with the vibes that you provide in the first two tracks, but stop playing with me in the next track that I absolutely have to uh, get into with talk your shit, which yeah. has been the gym staple of mine for the last week and a half hey, since I reached out that's to you. sick, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and, yeah. Talk your shit, man. Shout out my man, Emilio. He's probably one of my closest friends uh, um, since like over the past close damn near a decade now um that he just sent me he lives in dc um up in like springfield virginia and he just sent me that beat one day and was like this has you written all over it and i was like it really just just came to me like as soon as he sent the, the song and just started just going at it and eventually it was just like i i felt like i had uh, accomplished enough with doing approaching the the like a little intro then having like a, the first half of the hook and starting the verse early and then changing up like putting like a catchy chanty thing in the hook in the second hook and i was like man let me have keenan on here because i know like he would just his i love his tone i'm hearing it in here like and I, I think if it, and like when we were cooking up, I was like, man, you don't even have to come in rapping. If you just came in, like literally talking your shit, like that shit would be hard. And so and it, and it was, man, it came out exactly how I thought it would. Um, I like having like writing like songs that I think people can chant and stuff. And so I always think of it with like a performance in mind. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, how the song came out, man. Um really nothing more than just like trying to have fun and like validate myself a little bit more and like validate myself to people, I guess, through like being able to make a song like this. So what's the connection with you, um, Jamil, Keenan and, and CDZ? Like what, what is the connection between all you guys as far as just label management? Like, are you just solely independent right now or are you guys just moving as a collective and we're, helping each other out along the way? We're just, we're definitely like a, just homies, man. Just people who, who care about other people and like that community aspect. Like I met uh, CDs um, in like February, right before the pandemic happened. And um we went out we were on this trip together to california with another good friend of mine dalen gideon and we just all went out to california we're working on music and like recording in airbnbs and trying to finesse plays and so that really developed me and cd's relationship and carried over into him really knowing jamil and keenan and we all just kind of linked up and Keenan was playing golf. And so we connected over that. And Jamil is just, Jamil's just always around, man. There's really, 
he's he's just a positive like spirit and always um encouraging and always like giving us feedback as far as like what songs he likes and what he doesn't like and maybe like to approach something in a certain way and so really it's just the community man like we're we haven't like decided to do like a labeler of anything of that sorts and to be honest like that i don't know i i've I guess like growing up and chasing the rap dream, everybody has probably had like a collective that they were to doing something together with and then for it to fall through. And then, and so like, it's kind of like, we've kind of matured like from that. And so like, we're not necessarily sold on doing that because like, there's no point, like if we're just doing it and, and you know, it's all love, then, then what else does there have to be? Like, yeah, I get it. I get it. You just like you guys want it to be free flowing. And if you guys mm-hmm. work together and continue to work together, great. But there's no le- legalities behind it. There's no label behind. It. You know, I, I, I get it, man. Like, so yeah. th- that's dope, man. But I think you guys make great music together in terms of just you guys individually, uh, you know, whether it's two people on the track uh, or whatever, mm-hmm. like. It's, it sounds good overall. So I definitely, definitely like what you guys are doing as far as just a creative collect. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I think it's it like the the way it comes out on the songs that people hear is it's like a, a honest representation of us and the room together. Um, like, I think we all do it for the love and we all make so much music at a rapid pace and and are so caught up in expressing ourselves that it like it just we don't have to put anything out like none of the songs whatever like we may drop the songs we may not depending upon how we feel in a moment um but the fact that they exist together and we did that together and it was just the community of us getting together cooking up a beat writing the verses and recording it right then and there like that's what I do for fun. Like, so even if I'm making a serious project for myself or with the friends, like all of that is important, I think. And that is kind of like, I think that, that I think do good part two is like, if anything, it's like a, it's like a, a staple for, for community and my just appreciation for that. Like, cause it, it, like you said, it feels fun. And then it's like, boom, it comes into blessing and it immediately gets thoughtful. And then, and then trust is like a hybrid of that, I guess. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I, if I, you, I couldn't explain it no better. So um, don't want to take up too much more of your time. So with that said, man, like your future, what what can we expect next in terms of uh, is it another EP in a couple months or is it a full length? What, what are you kind of thinking that you want to do? Moving forward, I'm thinking I could probably do something full length. Um, that is something that I've been really yearning for, uh, like a little something a little more bigger and and a fuller picture of of like me. So and like I, all at once, like you get bits and pieces of them and then you get some cool records in these EPs. But like, I'm definitely thinking of a full, full project and definitely actively working on one too. But I'm not necessarily in a place where I want like, 
you know, to put it out there because I don't know when it's coming and I don't want to like, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm slick. I feel like I should maybe go on some like Jay-Z disappear, grow the hair out kind of shit, <laughs> like come, come back like a different person or pop out, you know, like, oh, his hair is growing. He must be really working on that album. <laughs> he must be recording. He must be yeah. in recording mode. Exactly. So. <laughs> So that's kind of where I'm at, man. Uh, I'm super excited, though, for it. I have a couple of uh, tracks that I'm already really excited about. Um, just never stop, man. I, I might even try and get squeeze out another little video on the from the EP as well, um, just to give some people something for the holidays. And I also have, uh, sure, if, hey. you're, if anybody that watches this... Um, I have these the do good sweater vests from the uh, stop playing video, and then the do good hats as well that I will be uh, that I'll have for sale for merchandise and stuff like that, and just be on the lookout, man. You know what I'm saying? I might have a single here and there too, in, in the next few, and then top of the year, I'm just I'm gonna keep the content rolling, but I'm also gonna try and be real decisive and methodical. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Hey Ronnie, where can they where can they find you for the for our audio listeners out there in terms of uh, just your merch, uh, in terms of just you on on social media, and then just if you have a website or anything else you want to kind of put out there. Yeah, you can find me at, at Ronnie Do Good. Um, Do Good is one word, and it's R O N N Y. Some people can't find me sometimes because they think it's I E, but I don't do that Jersey Shore crap. <laughs> Uh, but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, Ronnie do good right there. Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, um, Ronnie for merch. You can also DM me for merch. The website, you know, kind of isn't always the most updated. Um, but definitely go check it out because it's fine. And it's got like a lot of cool art on there and kind of, you may find something that you haven't seen before that mine and uh yeah keep keep a lookout man maybe i and on soundcloud too um you might find i upload all my friday freestyles on instagram to to, to soundcloud so there's a whole bunch of like remix freestyles on my soundcloud that y'all can check out too where i'm like getting uh off like my 90s hip-hop taste and even rapping on some like mid-2000s r&b so all right, all right. Hey, y'all, check out Ronnie SoundCloud. We, we we're definitely gonna do that because we didn't know he had the SoundCloud and he was doing the freestyle things. But we'll definitely tap into that. Also, put it on put it on the gram too, man. Hey, you know it, it is what it is. It can't it can't hurt. But you know, Ronnie, yeah. man, we appreciate your time, man. Hey, Cash, I appreciate y'all, man. Um, this was super dope, man. I hope we get to get to get to do this again, man. Nah, say what you was gonna say. Say what you was gonna say. No, I was just I was just signing off for you, oh, man. Okay. I was saying I appreciate it oh, okay, and okay. that I really enjoyed the talking to you and getting to reflect on some of the things in the project and kind of share. Feel like I made a friend, like connecting about like military and Germany and stuff. That was super cool, man. So the world is so small, you never know what you have in common with someone until you talk about it. So that's what's crazy about podcasts is like those chances. It's dope, man. Yeah, I, I, I definitely was intrigued with the uh, former golfer, um, Division One. you know, because that shit isn't easy to do. And then walking away from that, starting to rap, produce, 
You know, it mm-hmm. had all of the elements of things that we all go through as human beings over the course of just living. Like you, you move on and even though you're probably good at something, it may not be something that um, you're super passionate about or at the moment passionate about. You know what I mean? So you got a, got an interesting story, got good music. We look forward to more, more music from you and, and things that you do. And if there's anything that we can ever do, uh, mm-hmm. you know. This is just the first time sit on the couch, but you're always welcome back. If you want to talk sports, you want unless you want to talk about, you know, outside of the, the Red Sox, we can't talk about them. But anything <laughs> out, like sports wise outside of that, we definitely can have a conversation and have, have you back on, man. So just definitely reach out if you need anything. For sure, man. I appreciate it, Cash. It was great talking to you, man. And tell Prez that. I hope he's like, you know, he flew back to Germany today, yes, through the night. He flew back to Orlando. Orlando. Oh, okay. He's retired now. So okay. he's he's chilling in Orlando. You know, he he's getting fat in Orlando. Hey, well, at least you know what I'm saying, everything worked out. And so y'all be back the intangible duo be back at it, man. So appreciate it, man. Have a great day, man. Appreciate it. Yo, people, this is episode one thirty six. Once again, I'm Cash One Half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast team. We will be back next week, every Tuesday, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The greatest way you can help us is tell a friend to tell a friend by sharing it. But if you want to open up your hearts and your wallets, definitely go on patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. You can make a one-time donation or you can make a reoccurring donation. This podcasting thing ain't free. We put it out for free, but it definitely ain't free to get the good quality that you get. So reach out, hit the website. Reach out to Ronnie Do Good, listen to the music, run the streams up, but more importantly, buy the music. This is how these independent artists survive. Buy the music, buy the merch. That's why we ask them these questions. That's why we tell them to put out the website so you can go buy it. So go buy the website, see if you like it. If you don't like it, no pressure, no pressure. But if you like it and you like the conversation, like what he's about, go buy the merch, go buy the music, and that's how it's going to be. We out.